Well, well, it's Friday. It's Friday again. Yeah. We made it through another week. Holy <laughs> fuck, we made it. Yeah. How about Every the week heat is, the other week? Yeah, my god. Jeez. On top of the heat, like, poor, poor Lytton. They go from setting world records to being burnt to the ground in a, in a matter of days. Yeah, like I read about that. Yeah, uh. just absolutely appalling. Um, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of shit going on. Which is why we're kind of... We're going to talk about some of the shit that went on in the background and also I think something that's it's not really political. I mean, like the... the, the I think the, it's completely political. Oh, no, yeah. The jumping off point for us talking about is political, but yeah. I think as we get into it, like, uh, probably be less so. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so for those who didn't hear, uh, the liberal government, Justin Trudeau's government... Yeah, All they electric baby. Yeah, they uh they managed Welcome to, to ban <laughs> <laughs> they banned all combustion engines. Now, that's uh that's a convention that they signed. It's not it's not something that is likely to be followed, but it's uh it's a weird posturing move that falls in line with a lot of the other bullshit that the liberals have been doing. So, yeah, I think that was our starting point. Uh it was Kind of 2035, no more internal combustion engines. Well, I, I think you probably, That's... if you've been listening to a few of these podcasts, can assume the position I'm going to take towards electric vehicles. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm going to go on a rant. Oh, uh, yes. I, I'm going to do it. All right. So here's the thing. The batteries alone in these I'm gonna vehicles. I'm going to crack beer. Yeah, <laughs> by all means. <laughs> the batteries alone in these vehicles... All the chemicals that go into them, uh, well, the majority of them are mined in third world countries, first off. Uh, and open pit mines, generally, when they take the lithium out, they have to, you know, make sure it's pure lithium. So they dump the material, the raw material, in like an open pit of acid and then, you know, harvest what's on the top. But that releases a tremendous amount of greenhouse gases. Uh, not to mention the uh, there's another chemical they actually have to dig, um, and they did a whole uh, uh, expose on it with Vice. Um, they have these basically children uh, going into these uh, mines to find this. Uh, it's it's a very high resistance piece of chemical or whatever. Is it children because of like the size of the mines or yeah, something? Yeah, exactly. They, they, they basically, oh, okay. these mines like cave in and like they're held up by sticks. Like there is like no old OH&S. Chimney sweep bullshit. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like old school capitalism, but like in Africa and please dig here. Like it's, it's oh, like, yeah. it's and like you know blood what? diamond met, you I was, know, I was watching a documentary about some caves and shit. People actually get stuck in, the tiny little freaking passages like they're they crawl through it and you know it just looks like a tiny crack two issues with that you're either gonna run out of oxygen because you're in a confined space not a great way to go i'd but personally run out of a will to live <coughs> much thing much, is, i think oxygen would still be around and i would be trying to actively off myself at that point and just, that, that's that's disgusting <laughs> you know if you think about it it's like what a what a terrible way to go um <laughs> Anyway, uh, so you, you put that, uh, those two, that's just the chemicals that go into the battery. Once you get those chemicals, they go on a boat and they get shipped to either Germany, Japan, Switzerland, or America, depending on where your battery is being made. Uh, America. So it's got to go on a boat, all that raw material. Then it's got to go into a factory, be made. Then it's going to go on another boat to where they manufacture the vehicles. Yeah. 
And that's just one part. And that's just one thing of these electric vehicles. It's also the one part <laughs> or one of the parts and the major thing that is non-recyclable from yep. that. I mean, <laughs> we kind of touched on last week that really nothing's being recycled anymore anyways. Yep. But uh, but yeah, the fact that it this is stuff that we don't know how to recycle. We Right now, it's, nothing's being recycled because it's not profitable. We don't know how to recycle lithium. Like, yeah, that's that's a massive hurdle to overcome in under 15 years. And that's just uh, that's just a minor tiny thing within these this, this whole uh, movement. Right. Oh, now, yeah. Personally, when I when I look at this, um, you know, and I, I kind of compare it to the, the market going on right now, especially in North America, you know, we're very hesitant with electric vehicles, especially out in Alberta here for several reasons. But the main one is the climate. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Um, it, it, these, these batteries literally lose 40% of their range and take, I think, 40% longer to charge. Yeah. When you lose, um, when you drop off below, I think it's minus 10, which is nothing. I mean, it's yeah. minus 10 most of the year in this province. Well, and like, it's so funny because like, the car dealers will tell you as well <laughs> that like it's not best to get the cars here. Just look at like just just think about how the allocate like this is back end stuff that nobody will really see. But like when when I worked at Kia, the the reality is is Alberta gets maybe five percent of Canada's electric vehicle. No, maybe. Kia doesn't even send the electric vehicles to Alberta yet. Okay, the yeah, pure electric ones. Oh yeah, not the pure. Sorry, yeah, they were the hybrids. Uh, reason is they have to equip a certain amount of dealerships in Alberta and train a certain amount of staff <laughs> in Alberta. And unfortunately, most Kia stores in this province and frankly this country, uh, you know in small towns or large towns are frankly mismanaged. I mean, yeah. all the guys making big money work for domestic stores because there's rebates, there's incentives. There's well, I know a guy percent. making but seven Don't get me wrong. There is Ontario, definitely, yeah. there's definitely guys that make it with Kia, but it's a difficult thing. It's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a puzzle piece. It's like a domesticated import. That's yeah. one of my general managers I, I work for called it that way. Don't get me wrong. I, I think they make they great vehicles. Great quality. Too. They yeah. simplified trim levels. Yeah. Unlike Dodge where it's like you can get a base model with like added leather and the top engine but still have you know no maps or yeah. touchscreen. So it's like why? You know Kia does it simple. You got your LX, your base. You got your EX, your mid-level. It's got leather and a few nice things. Yep. You know, your blind spot, that shit. I, I and then just you got your joined SX. Kia when that changed. Yeah, you know? and then you got your SX, which is like leather, heated, cooled seats, uh, sunroof, navigation, touchscreen, all the bells and whistles. Yeah, you got to get that SXT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the nice thing. I mean, other than their two-liter engine shit show that they went through but they well, they have they, uh, they definitely uh, streamline a lot of their manufacturing. One of the things I like is that they make a lot like the parts are cheap because they make them interchangeable. I yeah. think that that's one of the things that a lot of the North American companies have got away from. Mm-hmm. Like you pop a hood of a fucking Ford Escape and what am I looking at? Like what the fuck? It's a giant piece of plastic. Like there's not like to get to the actual components is actually a hard thing to do. Oh, they, it's it's for two reasons. Uh, they obviously don't want you working on the vehicle yourself and yeah. want you to take it into the shop. Yeah. Uh, so it's that kind of planned, difficult man- manufacture. Uh, but then it's also planned obsolescence. I mean, yeah. we can build an engine that's very easy to work on and will run for almost ever. I mean, yeah. efficiency aside, 
we can do it. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, we've done it. I mean, you look at the old 5.9 Cummins. It was a f- beast. Like, you can buy those trucks still for, like, 30K yeah. with 200,000 Ks on them because the engines are dynamite, right? Yeah. And guys understand it. No DEF system either. I, I think that we, like, we went a little overboard with the whole safety and emissions bullshit I would going into the 70s. I think the 60s was like the golden era for the vehicles. Uh, you know, they were simple. You could get really comfortable, luxury, big vehicles all the way down to like a small sports car. You know, the looks were very different, unique across I mean, brands. I don't know. If, like, the problem I have is that like it was it was a materials issue initially that 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 all got went away in in replace and was replaced by like, quote unquote, safety. But it's like that's not an issue anymore. We could actually replicate those body styles and make them uh, safe still, right? I mean, we're talking about like in the '60s, most cars didn't have fucking seat belts, right? And the guy who invented the patent for the seat belt, uh, de- or or, or inve- invented the seat belt, yeah. made sure that it was available to the public because he said he would rather save more lives mm-hmm. than 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 anything else. So like, <clears throat> that wasn't even an extra cost for companies at the end of the day because they they had access to the information for free um and that's that's the beauty of the public domain but it's i think that what what i like i mean we saw the 80s where they went down to the k car uh which was like your standard fucking like uh uh, crown vic kind of square nothing really special to it and everything followed suit in that in that zone in the 80s but yeah, I mean, obviously they can make engines that last way longer, and they just don't because we're in a we're we're we live a disposable world. Like we we that was that was you know a pretty large topic of our our last podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I I think that we could absolutely make vehicles that are made of more recycled components, and rather than trying to figure out how to make more efficient batteries and reap the third world more, yeah, create more pollution. Why not? You know, we, we've developed a entire country based off of one resource, oil yeah. and gas. We could go, we could, we, like, you could go into the, the post-secondary market and say, hey, mechanical engineers in fourth year, develop a fucking hyper-efficient engine yeah. and then give grants to universities. Well, and here's the thing, like, these guys need jobs too. But what we're doing is we're outsourcing it all to some maniac, some megalomaniac, some fucking egotistical prick that lives in Texas now, rape the system in California for all the, you know, support and help to set up his business, then took his business to a... I'm surprised he didn't just move countries. I was going to say, too, who's who's designing all these these cars now? If he moved countries, they would actually tax him. He's in a country where he's untouchable. Right, like I mean, that that's the thing is like he has no incentive to, to to move countries when state by state it's like moving countries, right? In a you way, can, you can buy your way out of almost any I problem just in think the U.S. That that's so true. He right? completely yeah. is changing the car industry, and I don't think in a great way because in back in time, like when I started in the car business, and what I've seen in the car business, your manufacturer manufactures the vehicles they're separate from the sales of it you know it it takes a whole bunch of liability off of them for one yeah for two it allows them to also push inventory on their dealers so they can over manufacture and then it's the dealer's problem they still get their money 
and then the dealers, you know, and that allows them to actually create uh, more product, making it so that they can actually hit efficiency targets, so that they can, uh, you know, decrease their costs on the other side of it. Well, that too. Like, that's what Porsche did, right? Like Porsche, yeah. the average nine eleven that sells for one hundred and fifteen to one hundred and forty costs about twenty two grand to make now. Like it's. It's right. because they've made that the most efficient thing, and that engine will go for fucking ever if you treat it right. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a good example of a vehicle that's well worth every penny, right? But but yeah, that's uh, that's the other part of the problem too. Is why does there need to be so much profit on that end? Well, there, I I I don't. This is going to be weird for me to say on this end, but I don't I don't have a problem with the profit in certain aspects because because that's a vanity one what i would like to see is rather than lying to the world and having to get sued um and then basically avoiding any major punishments because you are responsible for over 30 percent of germany's gdp why don't you just yeah why don't you just not lie about your bullshit engines and because volkswagen and porsche are the same company so it'd be really nice to know that they're developing shit properly well, they were testing that uh, emission-free diesel system. Yeah. Uh, they had test monkeys that they were gassing with Nazis. I saw that, yeah. That Killing actually happened. Yeah. They had a German company gassing monkeys. Yeah. That's uh, going to play well in the media. It, 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 just, it just makes me Yeah, those videos don't all made it, it online. context, actual monkey, monkeys, come on. Yeah. But it, it's... Uh, I, think, I think the one interesting thing... So, I had a weird... I had the weird fortune of last night I had a hockey game and my weird de- fortune. Yeah. Well, my defensive partner is an electrical engineer. So we get to talking and throughout the game, there's no world where anybody else at a hockey game while playing a game is talking about electrical engineering and the feasibility of electrical cars. But that's the level that we're talking at while all these other idiots on our team are skating around. But, uh, but just that's because awesome. of- because I got to talk to him, he said, because I was, I was just asking him, I'm like, I, compared to you, I'm clearly ignorant on a lot of things. I would love to know more about this stuff. What's your thoughts on this? And, and he pointed out the fact that the word efficiency is really, really like narrowly defined right now. And that's what's benefiting Musk because we're talking about end user efficiency. That's and, not what's benefiting Musk. Well, I think it's mar- from a marketing standpoint. I mean, well, there's a lot of things benefiting him, but from a marketing standpoint, benefiting Tesla is this idea that efficiency is just a reduction in gas and the end user greenhouse gases, but not what goes into it. But the biggest one was he was talking about our grid in Canada um, because that's what he does. Is he ma- he he's an engineer for for grid, so he does planning for how. <clears throat> how electrical uh, distribution is, is going to be done. And he uses, uh, there's this uh, uh, acronym KVA, which is the expected kilowatt hours to be used uh, by any household. And during our heat wave, we got hit. So we we had gone up to a massive one of three KVA, which is apparently quite high. I don't know what the measurement means. I'm, I'm still quite ignorant on this, but he was just saying that this is very, very high. And he said that, the low end charger for an electric vehicle adds three KVA to every household. So at the end of the day, our grid was struggling when the average household was hit hit three KVA when most people drive gas cars. We would have to restructure our grid entirely to and be that's able the to handle the other problem it. with this. 
Like electricity is not free, well, and it's no, not fucking easy to make, and it's is, not like this is the issue with having we, things set like up the Tesla way they are. Way. Government controls the mm-hmm. grid, private industry controls you know the supply of in this case vehicles. Yeah, the, the problem is like there's a gas station, you know, around every corner. There's not enough infrastructure to support just the charging stations alone. I know. Not to mention the grid supporting them. Especially in small towns, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the people who get fucked by this like, are rural people be- because they're... a f- massive plan of attack to basically make this happen in Canada, especially. I mean, you'd have to start essentially now building nuclear reactors, state-of-the-art ones... Uh, and then the because well, you want to be you green. know it's funny you want to be green motherfucker that's the that's the first energy. thing he said exactly. he was like our our yeah. our future is micro nuclear and I had just read that last week there was a group of researchers micro nuclear makes me think of some guy like I, it's Mike fucking Robert. Iron Man I'm just it's gonna Iron do Man with his micro nuclear yeah. but yeah oh my god I'm that's hilarious physicist. <laughs> I like isotopes yeah it's uh, my micro nuclear-y. yeah. I glow yeah. in the dark. At night. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know there was a group of uh, of engineers who had just uh, just released their first working uh, sample of a micro nuclear device that um, runs exclusively off of nuclear waste from larger nuclear reactors. And I thought that was probably the closest to pure efficiency that you can get at mm. that point. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I think. See what just, really interests me is uh, fusion reactors. Oh, totally. Uh, China has apparently made one. Now, yeah. Apparently, because they did one news article, and literally no other news agency that I know of has reported on this. Yeah. Uh, but they all are. They're also trying to build one, I think, in Zurich or Switzerland. Um, but it's basically containing a sun on the surface of the planet. Yep. Um. Well, is, uh, well, that's hot fusion because they've also tried cold fusion well, as well. Cold fusion, the theory isn't it doesn't it doesn't work. It, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's it's more like why? Like we need to figure out how that's even possible before we can start. Like yeah. we know how hot fusion works. I mean, obviously, we we made uh, you know uh, hydrogen bombs. So, yeah, uh, we got that down. We just got to learn how to contain it. But that like that to me, like those are the two resources. Um, and there's even uh, hyper-efficient uh, reactors they could make now that'll run off of spent fuel rods. Yeah. Which will... Well, that's yeah. fantastic. But, Why but the fuck they, aren't we making wow. this shit? Here's well, the thing. But, we have but a that's... humongous amount of unemployed people in this province. We have a mandate that everything needs to be electric in the next 15 years. And why the fuck don't we just go to the government and say, okay, we're going to get a program going in... Every university for, you know, nuclear physicists, uh, nuclear engineers. Uh, we're going to get a program going for, uh, you know, obviously all these contracts. that uh, We got to build these fucking things. Then we got to basically build cities around them, much like, you know, Prepriat uh, in Chernobyl. Because there's you know? no, like, th- the problem is, is the, and it's the same thing when whenever we find this stumbling block as to like why is nobody funding this kind was, of idea yeah, yeah. right that, yeah. is this the great like that stem cell moment in in family guy is one of the most hilarious if you haven't seen it yeah uh, no I, I, absolutely yeah, it's so yeah. fucking good by the way but, uh both adam and i are smoking a cigar for this episode there you go and uh and i just found a fucking crack in mine that's, oh, that's why it's no. been so troublesome oh no that's we're the almost worst. there it's about eh, a quarter inch 
and and I'll be good. And then the rest of the See, that, this is what really pissed me off about this whole pandemic. Like the the masks I could put up with oh, getting crap. shot twice. But here's the thing. Going into a cigar store and not being able to like pick up the cigar and inspect it. Ugh. Like that like I I don't even want to buy a cigar in a store. Like you, you got to take their word for it. That's and then you get home more, and that's yeah. it. Like if you find it in the store and it's cracked, they'll take it off the shelf. They won't sell it. Yeah. Obviously like, you know, most cigar stores don't have a guy making 60k that cares about his job that's going to go through everything and make sure nothing's cracked and everything. Some guy making minimum wage yeah. probably, you know. I mean for 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 those of you out there the the lay people or non cigar smokers I think the equivalent feeling would be produce. Uh but yeah yeah cuz yeah. people still people just molest produce. That's oh on like a fucking regular into, basis. Yeah, yeah. When you the go to a is, humidor you got a staff member right beside you. Like yeah, you can't just start enough. molesting the cigars. Like, Excuse <laughs> me sir, the vaccine virus whatever. And then, like, what do you do? Like, you got to, like, sanitize before you go in, put gloves on, and then, like, a spit shield just to, you know, look at his cigar to make sure there's no crack in it. Because, man, that happened to me with the Julius Caesar. You were here. And you know what? If it The whole fucking wrapper came off, and I was like, no! That was maddening. (laughs) I had a La Galera that I got from the store. Didn't freaking see the package. As soon as I took the plastic off, there was, like, a bubble in one of the leaves. I was like, oh, God. But I don't even know if I would have noticed this crack. If I was inspecting it, it's that. Oh, it's that. Just, yeah. but I can see smoke coming out of it, so it's. Oh, that's that's too bad. The wrapper yeah. is like the most delicate but most important part of the cigar. So, anyway, to get this back on electric cars. <laughs> uh, Sorry, Tristan. He, he, oh, hey, where I'm at with this. I mean, like, we'd have to set up a a, a power grid that could be sustainable, which is we've discussed probably going to be nuclear power. Yeah, you know, unless we can convince Qatar to build a one and a half by one and a half kilometer giant high efficiency solar panel, and then you know somehow get the lines to let's just black out world Saskatchewan, like a good portion of Saskatchewan. It's not, it's, there's not enough sunlight though, and no, but just like raise it high enough up that Saskatchewan <laughs> never sees sun again. Sky ramp, motherfucker. Yeah, let's and, do it, and then just block out the sun for Saskatchewan. Like, why not? But here's the thing. I mean, but, this is the same issue with everything we've brought up. These guys, these billionaires, they no could be doing this. There's no upfront profit. That's the problem. It's more profitable to not change right now and to do it but at the last we, second okay, when they can on, get though, subsidies on, and everybody on, will suck their dick to hold, do it. Hold on, though. Why are they giving subsidies to buy electric vehicles but not subsidies to build charging stations or to build power plants or... Anything that's going to support this ridiculous fucking hundred percent, they would if anybody was doing that. It's easier to provide micro subsidies to the end user than it is to get a billionaire to do something that's not going to be immediately profitable. So it doesn't mm. really matter how much how much uh, they subsidize at the initial upfront cost, right? Like at the end of the day, this is why this is why China gets shit done, and this is why some parts of socialism work is because they just go. Fuck it. It might not be profitable right now, but uh, it will be in the future. I don't really Let's think just do that's, it. Uh, that might be an authoritarian thing, too. Well, yeah, right? but that, well... You know, like, that's... you got, it's like, We also have to deal with democracy. Well, we don't even have a real democracy. We have, we, just, we have authoritarianism. It's well, we just, have with, real democracy. With, I mean, when we wanted to start mining in the parks, we stopped that. That's yeah. how democracy comes in. I mean, well, if but it was, none of if that was, was democratic. Like, Fuck all of you, the- we mine. You know, like it, 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 but yeah. all of that was protest. None of that was democratic. Nobody was voting against it. It was all fucking protest. Yeah, but in an authoritarian regime, your protests would you'd be in a gulag. 
I mean, maybe. You'd but if like, enough you Chinese you people were to protest, now, right? bitch. You know? Well, I don't know. Like Chinese people were protesting following the fucking Beijing Olympics, which showed how their air pollution was horrible. And as a result, China stopped uh, importing the recyclables from around the world. And they did that almost immediately. So, like, I think if it's loud enough, I mean, the, the, the big thing is, is like when people say like lots of people in China, if you say 20,000 people in China, that's less than 2% of China. Like, there's a fuckload of people in China, oh. so you need to have a, like a, a hefty percentage of people. Isn't half the world in like China and India? Yeah, close, not entirely. Like over a billion in China, over a oh. billion in India, but uh, yeah, neither of them are in the two to three billion range. But yeah, yeah, they're. Uh, well, that's the other thing we ought to look at too. I mean, population expansion. There's going to yeah. be even more stress on the electrical grid. Well, you know, you I know, mean, it's the, the, well, what this tells me, uh, the, the, like the government's so short sighted, you know, like w when they should be making. But the problem is, it's also because we're democratic. You, you have every four years or so, you got to you got to only worry about your reelection. And, you know, you got to kind of pander to the middle. Whereas, you know, if this was a little more authoritarian or a little more like when you get elected, you can actually do what the fuck you're elected to do. The problem is there's just so much red tape. You know? I think it, two things need to exist. I think I think terms need to go from four to ten years, and I think at the same time there needs to be a uh, a voter access to be able to uh, usurp the government. So basically, the a majority can oust the the sitting government and call an election, hmm. and it's not up to the government to call that election. Hmm. I think that would be two things in That's place. That's the way it should be, in my opinion. Yeah, like, it, it shouldn't be just automatic every four years. It should be when the people decide, yes. right? And and they can maybe call an election like, with a petition with you yeah. Know, StatsCan calls us all the fucking time. How about every three months when StatsCan calls the people of Canada and says, "Would you like a re-election?" <laughs> Just take the fucking poll. Yes. Just one right? more question. Well, oh, fine. Don't even, don't even make it a question. Uh, connect to that fucking emer like global emergency. And you know the funny no, thing is, like, oh, good. Everybody's yeah, yeah. like, "Well, there's going to be more elections. It's going to be too expensive." Who's it? Who, who's who, it expensive? To who? Well, to who exactly? Well, this is an idea we came up with in school. That are trying to fuck the planet, and if we actually allowed, I like this idea. I like it a lot. This is why we should make a political that party. That is a really yes. good idea. Uh, you know, if you actually allowed that, it would basically take uh, lobbyism. You take and that whole fucking side of uh, capitalism is total bullshit. Holy and shit! And say fuck you to it because you know if you start pandering to those guys and you know your middle class is getting fucked like it is now, rough like. You without, call it without lube, uh, you know. Like this, it, it, we're getting fucked here. But anyway, oh, yeah. like, yeah, like you, you, you basically take that whole lobbyism side out of it uh, because eventually people are going to realize we either need companies that have you know personal interests second to you know public interests, yeah, um, and government can't hide the fact when you know when they go the complete opposite way. Yep. Uh, and I, I like that idea a lot. Sorry, it's uh, no, no, no. That's that's, uh, so that's fair. So yeah, it, the idea is called direct democracy, and there's actually further layers to it. Where basically the there's no more head. There's a party, and the party oh, delivers I like head. <laughs> I was gonna say that. Yeah, we, we're all married, so there's no more head. Oh. And uh, <laughs> and. Yeah, I'm Speed sorry. I'm peeling my labels. You know you're peeling the beer bottle labels. Always do. I have since I was a kid. Not beer bottles, but I've always peeled the labels. But uh... good save. Good save. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna get you there. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But uh, but yeah, it's called direct democracy, and basically, 
that we like i'm sure in the last few years now you've realized that the government can tap into your amber alert system like so basically access our towers whenever they want so that's what they do is whenever a question comes before government that pertains to the nation uh everybody gets a text and you have several hours to To go online and vote yeah right that's a good idea 12 hours or whatever and And yeah, and but that allows you to, to participate. A whole bunch of, but you're going to create jobs doing that too. So exactly, you're creating jobs, but you're yeah, also removing a lot of government longer, more yeah. efficient. Exactly. So I like that. Exactly. Yeah, and you're also removing a lot of the the bullshit marketing capability. As long as you can make sure that when the question comes to the people, they're aware of what they're being asked. And that's the hard part, is getting that information to the end user in a way that's not biased. Also, dealing with that in a democracy, you're immediately going to get slammed more by your opposition, regardless if it's a good policy or not. Well, the I funny mean, thing is, is like the opposition to direct democracy is someone who wants to hide. Mm-hmm, so like, if true. they really, if they want to attack... like. In a hypothetical scenario where we have our own political party and we have an opposition that's questioning us, be like, oh yeah, no, I would really hate if uh, the people actually got what they wanted because then behind closed doors I couldn't do whatever I wanted with my wealthy friends, right? Isn't wouldn't you agree there, right? Because at the end of the day, that's really what they're trying to do. Yeah, and there's no there's no good way of sidestepping that part. Right, direct democracy. Even if you were to put it up, like, if even if you wanted to com- maintain a figurehead position, the reality is, if as a figurehead you came to the people and said, "Here's the deal: we're going to send out a poll every time I have a major question uh, in front of me, and I'm going to see what your vote is." Um, that would be a, a huge step in the right direction. No, you don't have to kill the figurehead right away. I just think yeah. they would become redundant. Well, at the end of the day, I mean, if you give more power to the people, you wouldn't need one specific leader either, right? Exactly. Like that's, that's the other glory of it. You could just have an efficient system that runs without a figurehead, which frankly should be the way Canadian politics works just based on how we elect our officials. Yeah. But regardless, I mean, when you vote for Trudeau or whoever the fuck you're voting for, you don't vote for Trudeau. You vote for your constituent. Yeah. You know what you right? could do is and you could actually have all like, three have sitting. We have a setup for that pretty much. Well, yeah, but it's, you know what? I just thought of a workaround. Basically, if you have your parties, what you could do is you could have all official parties um, send out their version of the question. Yeah. All And so all you have is uh, like A through F version of the question, and then you answer your question, what you what you'd prefer, and a multiple choice. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be super interesting. Yeah. I think making those polls public would be super cool, too. But I, I mean, back, back to the car thing, like just grid capacity, all of this stuff alone is makes a lot of this unfeasible. Well, I think yeah, it's a it's, massive tax humongous on central potential, Canada. though. I mean, th- that's the thing. I mean, there's, there's humongous potential. Oh, for sure. I, mean, I don't know if it's what we want, like what would be good for the planet going forward, because we've talked about the inefficiencies of electric vehicles and. Uh, the fact that they they produce uh, two times more carbon emissions uh, during their production than uh, traditional vehicles, but but further to that, again, the the efficiency aspect, like electricity is still a drain, and we have to produce it. It's still yeah. there's a, still a production cost to get electricity, and Canada we might be able to turn a blind eye to that. I get it. We have rivers and and hydro like like we have some I think a, a higher percentage of fresh water like one of the highest percentages of fresh water reserves in the world. 
Yeah. And so we're, we're at a very fortunate state to be able to have hydro based electricity, but there's, it's very difficult. Like for, for a lot of countries, especially a lot of developing countries mm-hmm. to get onto that stuff. Now, what this might do is help developing countries get make uh, internal combustion engines cheaper the because I mean, they like, have to sell them now. But. We could be an absolute world-leading kick-ass boss at this in no time. It the matter. United States doesn't give a fuck if we start developing plutonium, uranium, or whatever. We're their allies. It's not like they're going to slap us like Iran or any of these other uh, you know, Arab nations oh, that are trying to... what are you working to... on over there, Canada? <laughs> what are you doing? It's like, oh, we're making nuclear power, being more no, green. No, 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 we're making nuclear... Yeah, <laughs> give me that. But here's the thing. I mean, like, we could easily figure this out in five years. We could probably have, you know, several plants built. And then, you know, also five years from now, you'd have a whole graduating class of engineers. I mean, like, the the incentives here, the the, the startup, it wouldn't be a difficult thing. No. And I hate to side with the liberals. I really fucking do. But I think the the world... uh, uh, oil and gas is just a thing. It's gonna, it's going to be a thing of history. You yeah. know, regardless of how uh, you know much we try to beat the drum of oak holes clean and everything else, everybody's moved forward. And you know, we can argue the science of that. I don't agree with it, but if we truly want to be electric and we take the reins, we could easily develop a, a, a completely green grid of solar, wind, and nuclear, mainly nuclear. And uh, frankly, I don't think natural gas is any better than coal. I think people converting coal burning plants to natural gas plants are fucking idiots. But that's my two cents. Well, I think that there's there's a massive infrastructure overhaul plan that would have a huge upfront cost, especially in a geographical yeah. But we're we're literally giving. All this money is a uh, like I'm sure within the tr- tr- 1.7 trillion dollar budget, they could carve out a bit to start building a few of these reactors. No, I'm, I'm not know? talking about the reactors. What I'm saying is that there's a potential to actually invest in something else that mm. would support the grid, but it would be a massive upfront cost. But that would be it would be especially beneficial in central Canada with the weather variants. And that would be uh, solar roadways and solar roadways are an actual thing. So what they do is they do, I think it was a five by five or six by six uh, foot panels. Okay. And these panels are, are replaceable. They're digital. So you can print on, so you don't have to paint them. The maintenance is incredibly low. Their durability is high. And because you can replace single squares of that five by five or six by six, whatever the size was, um, it it makes it so it's quick for crews to come in, shut traffic down for 10 minutes, pop that one up, switch it out, switch in the next one. Maybe not 10 minutes. I'm exaggerating, but, but it's, it's significantly quicker than, you know, 16 dudes, 12 of which are taking a lunch break, uh, three of which are jerking off and one who's actually digging a hole. Uh, Someone's got to hold the sign. Yeah. Someone's got to hold the sign. (laughs) Well, but, uh, but, the the other interesting thing is they they feed the grid immediately, but also they they can re they can hold on to their heat and then conduct them back outwards, melting the ice and snow mm-hmm. that goes onto roadways, making it so that you the average Albertan, Saskatchewan, Manitoban, and Ontarioite would save money on tires uh, because For instantly sure. now you're stick, I sticking. I just have with one so many questions. Yeah, um, you'd have to run pretty much cable underneath this all. Uh, to to carry the electricity to the cities where you need it, wouldn't you? 
Well, I mean, what you would do is probably set up microgrids along the uh, highways in each municipality. Okay. And then, yeah, you would have to wire them to the municipalities. The nice thing is, is then because once you have a store, like the, the capacity and storage, those municipalities who are making more than they use could potentially even sell back to the grid at a profit. Or store it. Or store it for another time. It's just the storing of electricity involves more batteries. Yeah. And this, I mean, we're uh, always going to come into a, the, the yeah. issue. I mean, like, I, I think the only real way forward is nuclear. I really, really do. I, I agree. I don't think that that's the way the world's going to go. I mean, you talk to the average conservative, and I've tried bringing it up, but like, they, they'll still talk about fucking Chernobyl. Like that, and, For, and, okay. Well, the the, the the reason why Chernobyl failed, in case you're curious, is it was the complete cost saving measures the Soviets used to build these plants. First, first of all, yeah. uh, secondly, uh, they had uh, graphite tipped uranium rods. So when they pulled out the uranium rods in Chernobyl, and then jammed them into a dying reacting core. The fucking first thing that touched the core, rather than uranium, was graphite. So it caused a massive explosion. Uh, So it was a design flaw (laughs) that had nothing to do with a properly functioning nuclear reactor. And frankly, the Soviets only used, um, I think, positive coefficient, um, positive flux coefficient generators. So essentially if you shut the reactor down, it would still produce a charge because the reaction continues. Yeah, that's why oh, it's, okay. it Whereas was, it was such a frickin- North American generators, I think, are negative. So if you shut it down, it'll stop. But then your core will die and it'll take a tremendous amount of power to start up. Uh-huh. Well, obviously, it's a lot more safe, but also a lot more expensive. Uh, if you really want to watch a really good series about that, um, it wasn't. I, I don't think it was the fault of science. I think it was the fault of the Soviet system itself. Yeah. Well, I um, think there's also and, um, a, and, an insane bit of marketing that all of our childhoods got hit with, and it was that the average moron works at a nuclear panner plant, right? Yeah, panner Homer plant. Simpson. Homer Simpson, right? Yeah, Sector Seven G. We uh, we 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 really uh, satirized the entire. Nuclear industry. Nuclear industry, exactly. Yeah, all of them, like fresh out of high school, idiots don't even know, don't know left from right, and all of a sudden you're a nuclear engineer. You'd have to, like, yeah, you know what? I know, I didn't. Yeah, I never thought like that, but but I, I, I'm a, I, I guess I'm the oddity. Well, I think I, that uh, I, I, I think even if you didn't see it that way, if you consciously, right? Well, and that's the thing is like subconsciously you'll associate uh, someone at a nuclear power plant with not with being lazy or being dumb in yeah. some capacity. At some point, I, 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 it might not affect you, but, but it's just one of those things that, yeah, like obviously there was a 30-year effort <laughs> from Matt Groening's part making sure people thought that nuclear power plant workers were fucking dumb. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting that the whole energy movement in general is a very odd one because like you touched on and that, that I haven't been able to get out of my head is the whole uh, Al Gore's investment portfolio. <laughs> and I'm glad I with Man Bear Pig. Sure yeah, there's not a lot of times yeah. where 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 you've you've fucking brain ninja'd me, but that one's one that like, wow. Um I had never looked into biofuel and that was a huge ignorant blind spot of mine. Never. Mm-hmm. I never looked into that. Um and I and I try to actually avoid a lot of debates. I'll I'll read them. But uh, but in the energy capacity, like I, I'm 
I'm, I, I didn't grow up oil and gas, rah, rah. My parents were hippies, but they never were, like, imposed anything. My parents weren't really big oil and gas either. I mean, like... Yeah. Right? But I also didn't so, grow up in this province where that information is, like, talked yeah, about exactly. on a regular basis. Yeah. Like, we're always talking green and stuff. And so, basically, the default of society in Vancouver is going to be a lot different <laughs> when Al Gore <laughs> My, my comes dad also out. graduated military college with a degree in nuclear engineering. There so you go. He's a little biased on that, too, I Yeah, guess. fair enough. <laughs> you know what, though? But that's... That's that. That's not biased. That's fucking educated. But you know, that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> I think like, that's the problem. I'm not biased. Since in, I was uh, a kid, and <laughs> all this stuff about green energy need, needing to be produced, yeah, uh, came up. Uh, every conversation I have with my dad is like nuclear power. Yeah, nuclear power. Well, it's always made the most sense. That's it's yeah. one of the things that, like, again, my friends on the left have been saying the same thing. Like, we should be in this and. At the end of the day, it's fear mongering that's kept us from it, but also the ability to mine and exploit for for profit. Nuclear power generates like has such a low cost. Well, also like we create jobs making the isotopes, making the proper reacting chemicals. Yeah, but it's high rate jobs, not ones where you can keep people under your thumb. These are intelligent people. But the the, the, the whole like the, this is this was kind of the beautiful thing about. Uh, you know the the Chernobyl uh, reactor before it exploded. Yeah, uh, it created Pripyat, which was the city which was right beside uh, the reactor Chernobyl, uh, which had four reactors, mind you, uh, not just one. The one that failed was ironically called the uh, <laughs> Vladimir Lenin <laughs> uh, reactor. But anyway, uh, it's uh, it's kind of interesting when you look at history like that. But uh, you know, it created a city of educated individuals. Uh, you know, it was uh, it was one of the most wealthy uh, socialist communities in the Soviet Union, um, and it uh, it was a very prosperous city until you know it obviously exploded. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was obviously possible to establish a community of you know a little more highly educated people, and that's the thing. I mean, I'm not saying that it's not possible. What I'm saying is it's not popular. It's not popular with the people that have the power mm-hmm. to go, why don't I give more power to smart people? Like, yeah. No, obviously. I right? mean, that's just going to... Yeah, well, I that mean, would make them smart. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're not. <laughs> well, sometimes it doesn't mean that they're not smart. They're just incredibly fucking self-interested and manipulative. Right? Like, that. That's that's the other aspect of it is, like, whenever you're dealing with individuals, you're always going to have that personality aspect and the, the what they're, what's going to drive them, what's going to pull them. And that the the interesting thing is the things you look at that tie to to intelligence, like what what all social studies find that uh, that tie to intelligence is like um, brutally honest, swears more because it's more direct. It's an emotional language. It's not one where you're thinking about oh, I definitely your words. Swear a lot. Oh yeah, I know. Well, there's a reason we get along. I'm not. I would not be. I would not be friends with an outspoken conservative who wasn't intelligent. Let would me just put it that podcast, way. Right? And I and I look forward to having our conversations. I look forward to just hanging out with you guys. Oh, 100%. So like they, they, that doesn't happen with conservatives in me very often. And and that's that's mostly because that doesn't happen with me and other people very often. Let yeah. me let me just put it that way. I, I I don't find that a lot of people can have a lot of those cerebral conversations without emotion. And I think that that's one of the things that is clearly we, we've talked about education. I mean, we've talked about tax reform and all of that stuff. And at the end of the day, like it's very obvious that the controlling powers in the West want us to be dumber. They want us to be less less capable 
of understanding what's happening to us. And the interesting thing is that Canada's society has absorbed that from the United States, whereas Canadian policies historically clearly have not done that because we have a 60% postgraduate rate in Canada. That's insanity compared to the United States where, where they have a large portion of the population. I think it was 12% that is illiterate. Yeah. Right? That's a That's a ridiculous rate. That's more than our population yeah. of our country. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because they got like what? Almost they got about 10 times the population of us. Yeah, and we got 37 million. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's so almost like, our population like, completely yeah. of illiterate people. Yeah, and they're all, all of them are on Facebook. All of them. <laughs> all right now. They're all currently updating <laughs> oh, their status geez. immediately. <laughs> This moment, they're also they're also not paying attention to what is very fucking clearly a phishing troll, where where it's like from one oh three nine the peak in Bam for something, and it was like, oh, your first car and your middle name and your mother's maiden name is your stripper name, and I'm like, huh, that doesn't sound like password phishing at all. Yeah. Like. Fuck I always me. put funny things on that. Like it was like your first cat's name, and then uh, <laughs> Bilbo like, Baggins. No, what was I? I said Spalding. <laughs> I said Spalding. Right. So it was like kind of yeah. You know, it's kind of fair funny. enough. I I find like I'm like if you can't just it's have a, a conversation with someone around you about this, then you're having a problem. You're looking to the internet to talk about what what your first car and your middle name makes a stripper. Sorry, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Toyota Graham, but like it's not a real. How many people f- do that? I know like, they're all over the age of forty five. Oh, you, you have close friends. <laughs> the doing last this? thing you eat. Oh man, you know my, my mother in law does this shit oh, actually. My. Yeah, she over forty five. She had one this morning. It was like the last thing you ate and then your color of your underwear. And she posted, I was like, I don't want to know the color of your fucking underwear. (laughs) My mother-in-law. I'm sorry. Like, but it was kind of funny because like it was it was like your porn star name, right? So I was like, well, what did I eat last? And it was like uh, I was like a pickle, right? It was like pickle something. And I was like, that would be an amazing. I wish I remembered. I should have wrote it down. Pickle Speedo. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if you wrote it down on your wall on Facebook, you're a fucking idiot. Right. You're an idiot. I didn't need to share that. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is like in, use your inside voice kind of thing. Like what the fuck, people? I don't but think there is an inside voice for, for Facebook. Certain people nowadays. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I, I mean, I think the intelligent. Guys, yes, I think we we internalize a lot of pain too. But the, I think there's just I, honestly, I believe fifty percent of the population just kind of does whatever the. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's just like, it, it, they don't really think. They just, oh, I need a new car. I'm just going to go buy the first one I see. <laughs> you know, people like that. It's like, what the fuck? Like, you do research. People, Evan. Oh, I yeah. love them. They're great. <laughs> uh, they're, they're my best friends. But, like, at the end of the day, like, y- 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 you got to be critical. Yeah. You know, like, and not just about buying a car. I mean, I know that's kind of what this whole topic we're trying to talk about today is, but it, it's it's about the system what we're trying to accomplish. I mean, if we really want to be all electric by 2035, we got to start doing shit. Now we got to start incentivizing people to get into fields that are going to change this. I don't think you, why incentivize when you can socialize it? That's what I'm curious about because the reason why China's getting shit done is because they just fucking do it. That's because they're authoritarian, but not necessarily. Well, yeah, but our government is authoritarian a lot of the time as well. It's not like we're voting for the, well, no, 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 a lot less so, but 
Well, maybe, but like the shit they're doing. Well, well, in some in some cases, for sure, we all wanted like it was over eighty percent of the Canadian population wanted a wealth tax. We didn't get it. Yeah, right. So like that that's an obvious one where they're not going to do something we all want. That's authoritarian, right there. That is true. That's putting their foot down and going fuck off. Right. Uh, The CRTC voted not to fucking reduce the rates of cell carriers to spread over 90 percent of Canadians wanting that. That's authoritarian. So we do a lot of fucking authoritarian shit. Good point. But we just don't do it as obviously as China. Well, we're we're the fucking Wizard of Oz and they're a guy on a milk crate just yelling they're the Wizard of Oz. We all know that that guy is clearly the Wizard of Oz. There's some smoke and mirrors on our end that makes it a little bit harder to see. But I think at the end of the day, they're all they're all bullshit. And I think that, again, if they were to just say that it's an investment, what we're going to do is we're going to take a 60 percent investment stake in all startups, meaning we're going to actually supply the land and we're going to uh, supply the 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 uh, funding for this to whoever wants to take on the project, whatever private industry, but we're taking on a 60% or a majority stakeholder because of how much we're supplying at the outset. Instead of incentivizing them through money, basically paying them to not get a share, you're paying them to get a share. And I think that that's really the difference between a socialist government and or uh, and one that is just out for pure capitalism outside of themselves. Yeah. Right? Because if they were to just capitalize a little bit on the value that they're providing like it's like when we talked about bailouts why are you bailing out in, instead of buying buy on behalf of the people and then reelect a new board and keep it private but then make sure that the profits trickle into canadians so if general motors has an uptick year canadians are benefiting from it yeah. in some capacity right like this is what this is how germany one of the best capitalist economies in the world does it through volkswagen uh, uh daimler or yeah. is it porsche and yeah. frankly you can break that all down to unionizing at yeah. the end of the day i mean kind of but again it's that it's that it's because we have a, f- a fake democracy with bullshit government that we we don't see the need to unionize and and i think conversely in china because their government controls all of the media and all of the marketing, they don't see a reason to unionize. Yep. So there's like there's a middle ground between the two extremes. Yeah. And and it can be navigated, but there's no power that would ever want that middle ground. Mm-hmm. They always the extremes are where the power sits, right? And that's where 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 they're always going to pull it to. And I think that's the biggest problem. Like people in China don't realize Tiananmen Square is not showing up on TikTok because they can't fucking hear those things. They genuinely can't. People in Saudi Arabia couldn't see the, the fucking uh, uh, or, or uh, episode that, that fucking Hassan Minaj did on Saudi Arabia yep. because it's just not fucking aired there. Yep. So they actually wouldn't know to be angry about something there because they're kept ignorant on purpose. And so that's why information is so important it's also why people putting out fake information are such criminals and also to bring it back to russia i mean fucking youtube farms galore all of uh, so much fake information coming out of russia oh, from, yeah. from and, and china and yeah i mean china's involved in it but they they seem to be more involved on an algorithmic level as opposed I to think like china's directly. gathering information whereas russia's changing information yeah i mean china knows what my heart rate is right now and they've known i've done almost seventeen thousand steps today so. wow 
Yeah. yeah that's pretty average. Do you know first. exactly where you are? Uh, <laughs> probably. Huh. Uh, it's also, it literally just told me now I need to exercise. Yeah. It's like, by the way, bud, you've been sitting for a while. That's so China. Uh, China, Maybe move your yeah. fucking arm around a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No shit. <laughs> Stop what you're doing right now. <laughs> 20 push-ups, otherwise you get no more health care. <laughs> I mean, that would be hilarious. Wear the watch, do the do the move, or you lose your health care. Or worse, oh. you know, oh. it posts your dick pics on your phone. <laughs> you know? And that would motivate a lot of guys. Oh, you didn't yeah. go to work today? I knew you weren't sick. I've been, I've been married <laughs> long pics. enough that I've gone through enough phones without dick pics for yeah. several years now. So, Well, you, but they were there. <laughs> I think honestly, the last them. time they, they were there was on a Tristan. fucking Nokia. They have them. They have them. Maybe. They have maybe. Them. You know what? They, they're they glorious. Watch them. Look at them. Enjoy that shit. <laughs> they're glorious. Yeah. Yeah. They're glorious. I'm a grower and a shower. <laughs> Adam just pissed himself a little bit. Oh uh, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't expect that. Oh, sorry. As a hockey player, I spend a lot of my time naked in front of guys, so it's weird. It's a weird level of confidence that you have. Like it, it, honestly, I when I worked for a company a little while ago. Uh, there was one guy that was telling me a story about why he got fired from the job he was at before. I'm not, <laughs> not going to say his name, but this guy's a legend. Uh, and if he listens to this podcast, like I, I miss working with you. You were fun. Uh, but uh, we were out having beers one night, and he's like, yeah, one time we were having beers together, and uh, this is my old place to work. One guy passed out, so like, I put my balls in his hand. And we got a picture of it, right? So like, this, it, like, the, the picture went around the office, thing. right? The picture went around the office, and these guys were like all laughing. But then this guy saw the picture, right? Yeah, the guy it happened to, and he like went to HR, and he was like, Ugh. "It's like, man, like." HR, what is that? Like I mean, hootie removal? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, probably not the best. That's definitely more of a thing to do with your teammates and buddies yeah, and not yeah. your fucking work crew. I mean, like that, I, I there's kinda, a time I, I and place. I was kind of there like that, that might have not been the place to do it, but like 12 beers in and you're yeah. with the boys. That's you know? also a bad decision. If you're 12 beers in with yeah. work people you work with, you're making doing based making on, bad decisions based on what right off the bat based yeah. on what he was telling me that was kind of commonplace in that place yeah of work. and that can be but, a thing uh, at the end of the day like uh he, he was just a fun guy to drink with always had hilarious stories and yeah yeah anyway uh it was that was that was a lot of fun working for that company but then it got bought out and shit so that's <laughs> life yeah uh, that was that's the other thing that that really upsets me is we have all these great companies that start in canada and then just get absorbed and then disappear. Well, it's all money, you know? right? Well, that's 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 the thing. I mean, like with with this change to electric vehicles and shit, we start developing an electric infrastructure. Now, whether that's nuclear or not, whatever, you know, like we're talking here. I mean, we could really turn this around quick. I mean, uh, you'd have yeah. a whole generation that, frankly, has been fucked. Like Generation Alpha, they're, they're estimating. That's the generation, like, I'm sorry, your daughter, too. But they're saying uh, that's going to be the generation with the most uh, serial killers, the most depression, the most anxiety. She's um, technically out of it because the alpha was in 2000, right? Uh, no, I thought that was Zoomers, Gen oh, Z. Oh, Zoomer, yeah. yeah. So they Gen alpha is the new yeah. one, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. so, they went from, like, romantic letters to... I don't know. I guess we're we're on alpha now. So yeah, I don't, oh, Eddie, my brother, Greek? my yeah. brother just had a kid. Like, yeah. this week or last week. So yeah. congrats so, to him. Yeah. If, if he's listening, 
I don't yeah. think you might have a little serial killer yeah, statistically. Oh. Statistically, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, congrats to him. Yeah. No, I'm just like you. Just look at it, and there's like no hope, and it, it doesn't seem that uh, anyone really wants to work on the right things, but they're all right there. That's that's kind of why I love this podcast because yeah. we just get together, and it's like these breadcrumbs everyone's looking for. Like they exist. Here's a whole loaf of bread, motherfucker. Like yeah, <laughs> we like the pro- that's awesome. that, yeah, there's a lot of problems in the world. There's a lot more solutions. Yeah. That's the funny thing is for every problem, there's a fucking hundred solutions. Yeah. Right? Not all of them are great. Some of them come with much worse problems than the first problem you're trying to fix. Just look at the opioid epidemic. Like, I don't oh, think they were really trying to fix much. No, no, no. I meant more like, oh, you have a little bit of a boo-boo in your elbow? Why don't I get you addicted to this hardcore painkiller that's going to debilitate you forever? Do you have pain? <laughs> Sounds good, Doc. You're going to forget what pain is. Yeah. And then that's all you'll feel. Well, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> you, you get these old folks on, like, opiates, and then they're doing shit like 20-year-olds are doing. Yeah. And they're like, I'm in more pain. I need more opiates. It's like, well... <laughs> You were doing shit that, like, I couldn't do, man. Like, what? I just saw you jump that fence to get in here. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, it's And then, yeah, we kind of talked about how the opiate uh, was, like, really initiated by uh, um, Ritalin and uh, all that. So yeah. it's uh, it, it all kind of cascades down. And I think we're just at the point where if it continues to cascade, we have, like, two choices, like... Well, Vi- well viva la revolution. <laughs> you know, nu- <laughs> nuclear apocalypse, uh, planetary apocalypse, or uh, oh, final choice. We can start fixing this right now, you know? <laughs> but I think it starts with that revolutionary idea where we actually have to start culling the elite. Hmm. I think that, and, and I think that if they're going to fly off this planet, what. It's not going to be the elite coming off the planet. And the the first few trips, sure. But the people exploring space and the people that are going to be going up there with more frequency if this starts, it's not going to be the rich people. I'm just thinking, like, if you're an engineer, stay on Earth. If you're an engineer and you know Elon is about to head up on one of your ships, can you just fuck one little thing up to make sure he doesn't come back? Oh, Oh, man. Oh, don't say that. Why? Why? You You don't like the guy, do you? No, no, I don't oh. like his bank account. That's the biggest thing I don't like. No, no, it's not so much what bothers do. me. It's I what he doesn't it. do with his. Yeah, bank exactly. That That's really what me. it is. You have all of the power. Like we talk about, like I'm a superhero nut. That's something I fucking love. You have superhero money. You have the ability to change countries. Yeah. Around and you do nothing. You you fucking diddled children or you. You fucking undercut small businesses in domestic areas. Like, they're not actually benefiting fucking anyone. They're not doing anything cool. They're not doing anything original. Going to space isn't original. Even even that. Like, yeah, it's cool. Like, okay, fine. That's an investment for sure. I think we just that have would a take five percent of your out. money. Fuck, you have so much money. If you spend a million dollars an hour, you would still be making more money in that hour than you're spending. Fucking get rid of this shit. Like, it's insanity that they're holding on to it. And that's, like, that's why I just disappear them. Whoever it lands in, like, whoever's lap it lands in might be, it's likely to be better than them. Hey, because man, they, I, I want to be rich one day. Rich. That would rich, be fucking man. awesome. Rich and, inco- like, that's not that's rich not at any rich. point. Yeah, like, at that point, they don't, they, you, there's mode. no more that's want. like being Julius Caesar. You know, it's like you do whatever the fuck you want. You know, it's like. 
When, uh, Sounds that's, pretty good. That's why. I, well, it's, it, it, here's the thing, though. I mean, like when when either you look at it through uh, power and control, like in the past history, or you know you have one guy that has all the power and control. Statistically, they're going to get murdered by their own people, or they're going to do atrocious fucking things to people till they die. Yep. And all we've changed is it's not elected officials that control militaries. It's the, just the ultra wealthy that could, you know, like if, he, if Elon Musk decided that he was going to rather than going to space, he was going to buy all private military contractors. Yeah. He's now the largest army on the planet. Yes. Right. He's not a country. Sure. He's not regulated. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. And because he runs a military, what are your local police supposed to stand up to him? These fucking heroes who who have only been trained to write traffic tickets and and shoot guns at minorities running away? Oh, like fuck! I mean, oh what, boy. what? I mean, <laughs> I'm the public. Like, and, and, oh god. <laughs> I, all, I, and and granted, that was very flippant and 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 definitely disregards a lot of very very good officers out there. Uh, but but at the end of the day, they're not going to stand up to this, and I wouldn't expect them to. Like if if one of these trillionaires wanted to fucking buy a military, they could buy a military. Oh, they, okay. They, well, they, they don't. They could easily grab the controls if yeah. they want. Well, that's the thing is, even if they bought the military, it's not like they're going to take it out in the New York Times that they did. No, they're just going to start changing what countries you're invading and how and why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, there's a reason why the U.S. funds the, uh, the Israel uh, Israelites all the time. Right? Like, there there's no there's no hidden agenda there. This is just an obvious one. Right? And there's a there's a there's a lot of those problems when you look at like international and global finance that have stuck with the more or less the same core families or or tight knit groups for generations if not centuries now yeah right and whether those people have moved countries from the UK to to uh, the the Americas yeah or or where wherever right it is almost irrelevant and. As long as these moneyed interests keep controlling stuff, it won't matter. Like this is why I don't think the bill really makes a difference. Because at the end of the day, if the oil and gas companies decided that they didn't want electric vehicles, they would make sure that the next government tore up their agreement, right? Yeah. Trump, Trump pulled out a Paris Climate Agreement overnight. This is a, these are the the these kinds of things can be undone immediately. So even mm-hmm. if you agree with it and think that it's beneficial. It'll disappear if the powerful want it to, which is what I mean. It's the tyranny of the majority. But it's not it's not even the majority, it's a minority. It's a but this is what I mean when I say that we're authoritarian. We just we don't it's not as obvious. And mm-hmm. that's because the authority is not our government. Hmm. The authority is the wealthy community. They they are the ones who tell our government what to do and our government does what they want. There's a reason why we didn't get a wealth tax because the wealthy community in Canada told them no. No way. You're not doing that, right? <laughs> we won't fund your campaign campaigns. We're not going to do that anymore if you di- if you put this tax in. There yeah. you go. Right? I just I just want the leader that says I don't give a fuck, fuck you. They will never make it to the head of a party. That's the problem. Right? And this is See, why... And then that's when your idea comes in. Okay, well, census time. But now you have to be able to beat the marketing of the opposition exactly in order to it. convince them that you're right. Because and they this have is, a tremendously 
bigger budget. Yep. A massive, massive, <laughs> and it's massive it's so easy budget. to convince idiots. And like we talked about, they're And about their budget's only going to get bigger when the wealthy realize that you're the one who's actually trying to attack their core principles. Exactly. Because they're going to go, take this motherfucker out. Because what happened to Bernie when he was running against Hillary and Trump? Oh, right. The Super wealthy, including <laughs> the complete, the, the left, quote unquote left, Managed to make it so that he got 20% of the airtime on CNN that Hillary did, despite having higher polling numbers in many of the states. So it was absolutely ridiculous. While she was getting questions fed to her. Yeah. Right? Like, th- these are two left candidates. Those, those companies should be just happy that they have two left candidates to talk to in the primaries. Oh, you don't but no, they picked uh, one. You don't think that had anything to do with him, her being a Clinton, eh? You know, if, if, right, if Hillary well, Clinton her wants being to a, come on this podcast, we could send her an email. Well, yeah, but we just know that that'll go out to the rest of the world. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so everyone will know you're invited, bitch. Yeah. No, but it, we, I don't want her. No, I'll talk to I'll talk to Bill. I got questions for Bill. I got I got questions for Bill. No yeah. comment. No, 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 <laughs> no comment. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the fact that it, she's a Clinton, sure, she's also horrific because of that, but it's also because she's a fucking neoliberal fascist, and I'm sick of these fucking asshats taking over the left. Because that's what it is. Thank you. What, yeah. The left is neoliberal fascist, and the right is straight-up fascist. Like I, that, he, and, I'm starting to agree with that. And yeah. so, like, that's why I'm not left or right, and I don't think any of you guys are. If you want to well, hold in, on in America, to a side, anyways. by all means... Well, in North America now. I mean, Canada's yeah, not I that agree. much different. And like fucking America's farthest right dude is Cruz and he's oh, Canadian. So fuck. like I mean at the like we're and we got fucking we got Ford who looks reasonable next to Kenny. Like fuck, the dude's brother was on TV smoking crack internationally and, and I'm sure his fat ass did the same thing and we had no question. Like mm. it's just it, the we're 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 all watching this shit devolve and like in my opinion, if we're talking federal election, I'm voting Singh just to, as a Hail Mary. Hmm. As a Hail Mary, because no one's going to be more scrutinized than the brown guy with a turban. So at the end of the day, and <laughs> and all, like, oh, it's sad, sad but true. Right? I, like, he, I, uh... he has everyone scrutinizing his every move. Yeah. So I mean, fuck. That, that's, gonna, that's basically a body cam on a, on a like, I'd put him in just because I know everyone's watching, mm. right? Like I, I honestly don't I, feel honestly, represented. I, I think he's probably the most. Uh, I think he's reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Out of out of any of the leaders, he's the only one who actually said, uh, "Why aren't we digging up the rest of the residential schools?" Yeah, like hey, St. It, Albert's doing it now. Yeah, you hear that? Yeah. Well, you I, know what's interesting is I heard that there's right a... Right by Poundmaker. Yeah, I, I, I bet. Yeah. There's, a, there's an interesting tinfoil hat theory going around right now because all of the churches that have burnt down have been uh, Catholic on reserves. And the one in Mournville wasn't on a reserve. Oh, there was one in Mournville that burned yeah, down? burned yeah. down the church in Mournville. Oh, because I knew there was a lot in BC that, that had been great, big, burning down. Yeah, I one, mean, yeah. The, the one in Kelowna burned down, and that yeah. was on reserve. Yeah, and then they also um, had uh, a couple in the uh, the central Okanagan as mm-hmm. well that had gone. Yeah, down. they haven't all been on reserve, but that you know, it, it's an interesting thing to. I, I think that we really need to do a whole other podcast about that. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I, like if we're doing a special, I want to do it. I want to do that. But oh, I would love to yeah. see just Catholic Church disband. No, I get the hell I, out keep of here. it, keep it, wow. but tax the shit out of them. Yeah. And that's I, yeah. That's if a good they survive the taxation, the then they've earned the right. Out of them. 
Yeah. And, you know, I, I, uh, I, I talked to a few people about this and, you know, I, I think it's not just on that side either. I think that it needs to also equate to moving this forward with our indigenous communities. Yeah. You know, like we got to hold the people that did this to these communities accountable. We got to send them to court. We got to tax them. Uh, and then we got to do something with that money that's actually going to help rather than just cut a check. But yeah, I, I think to kind of tie this back to vehicles, I'm never going to buy an electric car. I don't give a fuck what he says. I'm not very interested. He, in if he wants to, if he wants to come here and give me one, I'll take it. I'm never going to drive it. I will. Oh, to the if somebody day, gave you a Tesla, you drive. I'd it. sell it and then buy something dope like uh, old driving sixties. Charger yeah, yeah. or Challenger. Yeah, Mopar. Yeah, vroom, like vroom. something that burns dinosaurs, you know? Uh, I, uh, I, I got I don't to dri- think drive a Tesla, and it's a it's an exhilarating experience. I, I I'm mean, sure I, it's great. It's not my jam. No, I, I like enough. I like the sound of an engine. I like the smell of just, gas. Just press the button that uh, that turns the sound of the engine <laughs> on. Stop it. No. That's what all that, the fucking no, Dodge Chargers and Mustangs and all that shit are doing now anyways. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, that came from like Mercedes or something. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. 10 years ago they were doing that. Yeah, you know? so they, they changed the exhaust sounds and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, no, it was coming through your speakers inside. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't know that. It was a Top Gear episode years ago. I don't remember that. <laughs> I'll have to dig that up now. But uh, I, I, to, just to be pointed, I, I'm never going to own an electric car. I yeah. would not want to. I mean, if someone if gives me one, I lived in the lower mainland whatever, of BC, but, sure. But yeah, no, no, even if, here, there's no Even point. if I lived in California and it was the most efficient... Oh, oh if you're in California, you buy a Hummer because the, the what, what you do, especially if you're not driving a whole lot, the, California is an interesting thing where if you lived close to your work, it would be more efficient or environmentally friendly for you to buy a Hummer because they have a cap on the amount of, of uh, inefficient vehicles they can sell. So what it would do is it would force someone who actually works farther away from their work where they wouldn't be able to get a Hummer because they wouldn't be available in the state. Okay. And so they would have to buy an electric car or another smaller car, what? more efficient one. So basically, the closer you were you live to work or the less frequently you drive, the more inefficient your vehicle should be in order to ensure that the guy who drives a lot is getting a, an efficient one. Okay. okay. Yeah. But that's sense. the way what? their bills were written. It's if, weird. If I, uh, I, if I was living in California right now, I think I'd, I'd, I'd want a, like a fire truck. Nah, man. I'd, uh, <laughs> like if I, if I want to be like crazy inefficient, not give a fuck, I, I'd go like rig pig, like lifted 3,500 dually. Just like cut a the dually. cat out. What was that the fucking, out. there was that like crazy line of like truck cars that you could, uh, that that you could get way back when, and I remember Ashton Kutcher owning one. I'm gonna look it up right now. Truck cars. Yeah, it was like it looked. It was made to look like a semi, but it was a a street like a street legal truck. Uh, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not semi. Not ringing any bells. But uh, yeah, no, I'll never own an electric car. I, I don't. I don't give a fuck. How how how, how about hybrids? No. 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 What about the new Porsche nine one eight? No, well, it's not new anymore. But no, I want I want a V eight. I want a big V eight. The International XT. International. International. The truck company. This thing. Yeah. Ooh. Look at this motherfucker. Nice. Yeah. It just it nice. it looks like a. Uh, it's like a semi with the with the ass of a Ford yeah, it's Ranger. It's a fire yeah. truck with a with a truck box. That's yeah. pretty sick. Weird. <laughs> yeah. No, I. Uh, I I don't, I don't, I don't see the point. I don't think they're ever going to make them because in order to keep the battery running, it needs to stay warm. So that's why it loses so much 
uh, you know, distance. And I drive a lot. I like to drive. Yeah. So I, I don't want to have to stop for three hours while I'm charging my fucking car or get stranded somewhere because you didn't build the charging stations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I did hear that stupid. if, like, wintertime when you do plug it in, it keeps everything I've been stranded stuff. in a car that had a gas engine, and that sucked. Yeah. But I could keep it running as long as it had gas in the tank. And even if it didn't, you could run it on electric till the battery dies. But let's say you fly into a ditch... You know, and it's minus 30 out. You're uh, you're not driving anymore, so you're not dr- generating any more electricity. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. In 15 minutes, your car's dead. 30 minutes, you're frozen to death. <laughs> That's yeah. it. And, yeah. And, like, and, uh, we live in a province where Edmonton and Calgary, the two major cities, uh, are three hours drive away. Yeah. Three hours. This isn't Europe where it's three hours will take you to another fucking country. No, we're still in the same country. We're still in the same province. Yeah. yeah. Same know? county. <laughs> like these batteries, they, they, they've, they, like, in order to be feasibly um, productive and u- u- utilitarian for Albertans, like, you'd have to have a range of at least 900 kilometers. Yeah. Uh, so that when you lose 70 or 40% of it in the winter, you can still get 400 out of the thing. I think 500 is like, because that's like what you're getting with like a 45 liter tank. I yeah. think 500 is the min, bare minimum for that to be it as was a strange. standard. I, I watched a video before you guys came over and they argued that uh, the, 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 the consumer, like the, the overall consumer advantage uh, sought for distance is like 430 kilometers. And to me, I'm like, that's not nearly enough. And add forty percent. Well, subtract forty percent in the winter. Yeah, you're down to two hundred and something. Yeah, you know, like that's fucking useless. Yeah, it, and that's really the biggest issue is the winter, the climate aspect of it, of it yeah. here, because that fucks with any of the the potential solutions that people have come, like the the solar panel uh, roofs and stuff like that, because most of the time covered in snow, not all that fucking absorbent. Yeah. So it's like it. There's a lot of issues, and that was my first my first thought when I saw this was like I remember at Kia uh, having a sweet old lady call me and like she wanted to get rid of her her hybrid Optima and it was in mint condition, and she the reason she wanted to get rid of it was because she didn't drive it for three days in the winter and she couldn't drive it it just died yeah completely yeah and she's like she was she was devastated because she didn't know that that was a thing and all of that and. You That's, can't boost it either. No. Like you can boost a combustion engine vehicle. Yeah. You can't boost like you need to you need to plug it in. I did not know wait. this. You can't actually the batteries like you need it's a, like a fucking need cell a, phone battery. You need like a six times oh, defibrillator. Yeah, they don't have the, oh, it's DC power shit. too, right? Yeah. So it's yeah, you, you need to charge it. <laughs> yeah. I never even thought of that. And, and then the charging's so slow, and then even the supercharged, like, oh, in 20 minutes, you can go an extra 60 kilometers. Well, 60 kilometers is going to get me, what, another 20, 20 minutes, minutes in 60 yeah. kilometers? Well, it's actually strange. Yeah. They looked at uh, just how batteries charge in general, and uh, your, your first 50% of a battery charge is quite quick uh, because there's really no resistance in the battery. It just accepts the charge. It doesn't really matter how much amperage or, or voltage you're putting into the battery, uh, so even a supercharger and plug into your house, it'll charge roughly the same speed to a certain percentage. Uh, obviously, having a higher um, voltage going in, it's going to help in the later time. But they argued that you'd actually be better off only charging your Tesla to 50% because it's faster. And then you could drive and then charge at the other 50% uh, 
you know, when you get there. So you're saving time. But that right? would mean you'd want your max to be like 1,200 so that your 50% is That's six. exactly it. Then you're just, this is stupid. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I think that the other problem with this is, uh, especially with Tesla, no one knows how to fucking fix them. There's yeah. one guy that went on, like, the news and he was collecting parts for Teslas and he was rebuilding salvage Teslas. For one, if you had a salvage Tesla up until this guy changed the law... If you had a salvage Tesla and they had a recall on the VIN number and you, they, they pulled your VIN and saw that you lost your warranty or it was a salvage vehicle, they wouldn't give you the recall for free. They'd be like, no, fuck you. You can pay for it. Uh, so this guy took that to court because it's obviously a huge issue and it stood up. But the other issue is no one knows how to fucking fix these fucking things. Yeah. No one. No one here, like, they, they're, they're assembled. Like, the only people that know how to fix them are the guys that build them. And even those guys, like, there's six different teams for every different part, you know, like this, it's not going to be a straightforward answer. It's just going to be, Oh, turn it in and get a new one. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then, and then look, look at that. Like, and it's I, just, it's just, it's, just, just it's wasteful. It's yeah. fuck. It's like, it's either wasteful or they set up a bunch of, they basically take over all of the fucking mechanics, train them and go, uh, now you have to go to a Tesla approved mechanic. Well, but the problem is they don't have any storefronts because they don't want to. So yeah, that, well, that, that's fucked. It wasn't that they don't want to. Like the, their business model was designed out of a reactionary yeah, to, to well, the U.S. setup because the, the they're US, fucking over the people that are fixed trying to fix these things. Yeah, uh, and that tells me they don't want them fixed. So when they break, they're done. And that to me is like horrendously wasteful when you have a vehicle that's going to emit three times uh, twice the amount of carbon emissions just to manufacture over a standard, you know, combustion engine vehicle. Yeah. But the other problem is like, you can't just go to a mechanic and get it fucking fixed. Yeah. So like if my Toyota Corolla breaks, I could take it to literally any shop and the guy will be like, huh, <laughs> Toyota Corolla. Okay. Yeah. I got it. Don't, 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 don't worry. There's parts for days. Like if I can't find a part, I'll just make one. You crack back. one fuel cell on the battery, which is on the floor of the vehicle. And you're driving in Alberta, so it's going to happen. I mean, our roads are shit. Yeah. You're going to hit one pothole, ding the battery. Well, like on the outside. It's it's literally it's underneath the, the car. Oh. So yeah. you go over one pothole, you hit the battery, you kink one of those cells, the whole thing shuts down because it's a fire hazard. Well, I think that's <laughs> why, like, the the whole, like, the, the initial rollout, other than the Prius with the hybrid. It's this thing, man. Well, but, but I think that, Every I think that they were trying to... Because they love the idea of not having cars last long, so you have to buy more. But don't you fucking think that it was a like a giant douche move to shift it into the fucking elitist version? Like the electric car could have been the budget car for the people trying to go anywhere on a bike. Like There'd a be no way. The problem is he couldn't because he couldn't manufacture the amount. To but be this is profitable. what I'm saying. Like, but but he had you to, have to rethink the vehicles. Luxury. Uh, in order to kind of get the capital to create what he's created now. I mean, yeah. brilliant strategy, but yeah, ultimately at this point with the massive wealth he has, he should be developing a cost-effective electric vehicle, which some would argue he's done with the Model 3. But, no, but not even that. Like, I think reconceptualizing what they mean by the vehicle, because if you're talking about efficient travel, you're talking about the need for one person more often than not yep. to go places and be able to store enough stuff for one person, yeah. which would be the size of a motorcycle with a higher safety rating and significantly uh, easier charging time, like or lower charging time and higher range. Yeah, but you're going to want to like, uh, you're going to want to drive something like that when guys are in, in their fucking F three fifties. 
Well, but that's, road, like that's that. what I mean is like, if you could reconceptualize it, like the smart for two, right? Like ugly ass fucking car. But like, imagine if you, you splice oh, yeah. it down the middle and you attach that one, one half to your ass. Now it's a long ass motorcycle, right? Okay. But it's still shorter than a 350. You've got tons of storage space. It's the width of a motorcycle. You can park anywhere. You could probably go on fucking trails if you wanted to. True. Uh, and it's going to weigh nothing. You're only powering two wheels. You can fit anything you want storage-wise except for other people. These things like, are popular in Europe. There's cars like that. Well, yeah, yeah, because Europe is all diesel. And again, it's like that short well, yeah, trip they, they time. The, uh, they make this, like these one-seater electric twins. cars as well. Yeah. And they're actually pretty badass. When I was in uh, France, I saw one. They're not cheap, though. Uh, but but like if you're just commuting here and there, you know you can drive them on the sidewalk. Don't use a fuck. Uh, yeah. It's also France, so like traffic's ridiculous. I mean, like uh, guys on uh, mopeds have like more autonomy than you know, anyone. Anyone, so yeah. they can cut. They can uh, they can undertake, overtake, uh, literally weave traffic. Like it's it's on, fuck driving there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I just don't see um, I don't see that working. Because, Not in Canada, and yeah. that's the, that's the thing is like our we have a, several things working against us: the geography, the the overall environmental aspect. The we also have the society, like the social aspect, especially in central Canada, which is where you're you're going to have the most resistance. Right at the bat, right off the bat, just with with the the shift, but you also have like the oil and gas uh, families as well that are going to have that social push against it. Yeah, and then. We have the inconvenience factor of larger people and heavier people to move around than you have in Asia and Europe because we're a lot more obesity, overweight, and also just generally larger people than mm-hmm. a lot of those, like like taller, especially than most of the Asian countries. Yep. Um, so it's there's a lot more load going on to it, and like yeah. just there was always this fun one, like this funny uh, I. Thing I picked up in business school that like just puts it into perspective how different Europeans are in terms of Americans when it comes to like eating and whatnot. But when IKEA first expanded to the United States, do you know what their number one selling product was? Meatballs. The hot dogs. No, it was the vase, and people Americans were buying vases as drinking glasses. They didn't. Whoa. They couldn't sell couches. They couldn't sell beds because they couldn't fit enough American ass on it. It was they were all too small, hmm. so they had to retool all that. Remember when when IKEA first uh, brought their beds to America? All of their beds were too small, and the mattresses were too thin for the fat people. Oh, I, I grew up on an IKEA yeah. bed, man. Yeah, 100%. yeah, right. Like it was, uh, yeah. I grew up on an IKEA bed too, and yeah. I had the same issue. I was like, yeah. After a year, I'm like, I can feel the wood under my shoulder. Yeah, um, but <laughs> yeah, it was it was not good quality. But but yeah, the vases were their number one selling product because the Americans drink so much soda in general, but just so much sugary drinks that 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 like they drink in such massive amounts. And that's that's been the hardest thing for a lot of European countries to to really see what America like. We've seen that when when American like the United States and New York, they were trying to get rid of their extra large sizing in cups, <laughs> and they got fucking. <laughs> we we talked about this, yeah, <laughs> right, and like, but that, but that's happened. Like even in Canada, we have significantly more rules around that, mm-hmm. and uh, significantly smaller sizing, and we still have a relatively large population. But in the in the U.S. Their, the population of their large people is is astounding. Yeah. Right? That we're talking in the 70s. Oh, for like, sure. And that's yeah. that's crazy. 
Like I you're mean, talking, it was like, I think it was 55 to 60% uh, uh, obese and 70% overweight kind of. In oh, it, according like, to BMI, I'm morbidly, severely obese. So. Yeah, but you're also like six foot eight. Well, like, I'm six foot five. But oh, okay. It's, uh, yeah, it's just like, I fucking hate BMI because for tall people, well, it's BMI like, is stupid. I have to be 190 pounds. And I'm like, Dude, when I was when I was, but, but this I, is the funny thing. Like, I, I'd, be, look, I'd look skeletal almost, just like I'd be like a skeleton man. But BMI is so fucked for everybody. BMI doesn't be- benefit anyone because when I was an athlete, that was the same fucking thing. I was yeah. two hundred and one pound playing weight at six foot one as an athlete, and it said I was twenty pounds overweight. I'm. I had seven percent body fat, twenty pounds overweight. Where am I getting that? How would yeah. I get rid of that? That's. Yeah. A, I had nothing left, and that was the best shape I've ever been in. And the BMI was saying I was overweight. I'm like, fuck this piece of shit. <laughs> but that's. But that's what I meant. Like, like that stuff is stupid, and the, and we all know that. Like, you're you're better off doing the fucking uh, the tong test, seeing if you can grab right? some chub, yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that's gonna give you a better idea. Yeah, you yeah. need some big ass tongs. <laughs> yeah. But 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 you know, it's Jeez. it's kind of like. It's, it's so funny fast. because you're not a big guy next to most American people. I've no, met. that's the thing. Right? I go down there and I feel thin you, and it's fucked up. Yeah, because I go home and, and I'm short. Like, <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm at, seven I'm like, tall, eight hundred pound people everywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, no, like it's it. I, I, I go down to Arizona quite a bit. Yeah, and I think my next trip might be Tampa. I don't know. I'm hoping. Um, what if they win the cup tomorrow? I was just going to oh, no, say. No, I had nothing to do with sports. I mean, two days ago? Nothing to do with sports. <laughs> I go to Tampa because cigars. That's that's pretty much the only reason. Yeah, fair that enough. That and golf, maybe. Uh, Miami Beach, uh, Fisher Island. Yeah, some nice restaurants. That's, that's about it. Maybe Disney World. I want to shit in, in the 18th uh, cup hole at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> nice. Just so I, I know I'll make the Inquirer or something like that. Yes. Canadian takes dump on Marilago's 18th hole. <laughs> See, like, I, I was. <laughs> drops deuce right after dropping a birdie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is that a two? Is a one, one was a hole in one, that's for sure. <laughs> that's funny. He was standing over the hole, though. <laughs> What do you mean, wrong hole? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think uh, I just kind of want to cut it there. Yep. Um, you know, if you're if you're considering buying an electric vehicle and you're going to be using the government uh, money, the five grand if you're getting a plug-in hybrid, and I think it's 2500 bucks if it's uh, just a hybrid, and then it's more if it's a full electric vehicle. Uh, for one, you, you understand that uh, a lot of these vehicles need rapid charging, and if you the, watch a video by James May, he was uh, one of the guys in uh, Top Gear. If you don't know what that show is, well... Has he done it properly? Well, what happens... <laughs> uh, he, he bought a Tesla a little while ago, and uh, he had a whole bunch of complaints when it showed up because it was filthy. And he, Oh, yeah, like, watch that video. Like, oh. James May's Tesla shows up, and there's some issues with it. And then, like, a few weeks later, uh, like, his... Not the car battery that operates the vehicle... The, the the other car battery that's in most cars died, right? Oh. And he had his car plugged in, right? So he's like, how the how the fuck did that die, right? But apparently, like he left the light on or something, or it just drained for it's whatever reason. In. But uh, in order to get to that battery, he had to take apart the entire front end of the vehicle uh, and then boost it. 
right? In order to, because everything's wow. electric in the vehicle. So he couldn't open the door. He couldn't, uh, couldn't do fuck all. So he had to basically uh. find the emergency hood release, which was buried in the wheel well. So he had to take apart the whole front end and then pull, open the, open the hood and then take that all apart to get to the battery. See, I want manual windows on my car. But That's how yeah. fucking much I yeah, hate right? electronics. I completely agree. Give me the biggest fucking V8 or W12 or V10 Ugh. engine you can. Like, I'm manual I don't everything. I what's inside. Like, it could be cloth like this. I want I want a bench yeah. seat in the front. Yeah, actually, so, yeah. I prefer cloth. I don't I, want leather. I'm yeah. going to feel guilty when my dogs claw that shit, whereas well, the cloth, I'm like, do it. I also miss the bench seat in the front. My first yeah. cars, I had the, uh, I had the... The Grand Marquis, I had a, 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 a Crown Victoria, and Yo, I had, a Lincoln, were so I had comfy. a Lincoln Town Car. I was going to say the and Town Car, man. All, all three of the those, seats. all three of those, man. Like you had the bench, you, it, you put up the. It was the, like a couch. It was, man. It, it was, was insane. Fucking amazing. Yeah, but that's such a. That the problem is, is encouraging people to sleep while driving. It's comfort, not sleep. Uh, not, like, I how, don't know. How can you? How can you argue? My grandpa okay? fell asleep real fast in his. Was he drunk? No. <laughs> that was my question. No. Um, but no, it was, uh, <laughs> it was an old Buick. Yeah. 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 But it was a very comfortable car. Oh, oh man. Like too it's, comfy to fall asleep. I, I think he's he can okay fall though. asleep in. Well, now he's not, but yeah. Oh, but oh, oh. At, at the time he was, he's since passed away. Oh, oh. Yeah. My, my condolences. I'm there were se- several years in between that and several years in between <laughs> his passing and us now. So. At the end okay. of the day though, like if you're in the market for a new vehicle, Really weigh the pros and cons. This is like cruise ship. When I did that, when we did that uh, podcast, you know, you got you got to weigh the pros and cons. You got to say, okay, well, where's the nearest charging station to my house? Not only <laughs> that, what adapter does that charging station mm-hmm. use? Because Teslas oh. and Nissans and Fords and Chevys in North America all have different charging plugins. Are you kidding? Yay. In Europe, they standardized it because they're smart. Are you Started in Germany. Me? Uh, Germany is one of the countries I think we've talked about that it's really got shit figured out. Yeah. Their government basically said, we're doing one plug and we're developing all the infrastructure. So like no one else could build the fucking charging stations. Tesla couldn't come in and say, oh, well, if you have a Tesla, no, fuck you, Tesla is what they said. Your plug is the same as Nissan, is the same as Ford, is the same as Chevy. Yeah. And uh, in North America, we didn't do that. Well, because Canadian politicians go, well, I could pay for it. Or I could pay myself. So you're going to be driving around your electric car with very little trunk <laughs> space. Most of that trunk space is going to be the fucking adapters to charge your electric car. And then finally, um, you get stuck in a ditch anywhere and your car can't operate. The battery is going to die really quick because it's the winter. And uh, have fun uh, freezing to death. I've heard that like right before you die of hypothermia, you get super hot, at least your brain thinks, so you'll actually yeah. take off all your clothes. So uh, they actually look Holy at a lot shit. of cases of hypothermia, um, and then you know when the investigators show up, they always assume sexual assault because people are naked, yeah. but in fact, it's their brain tricking them uh, yeah. right before they die. So that's going to be you and your Tesla on the side of the highway, and I'm going to laugh at you and not pull over. Have a great Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good weekend, guys. Bunch of naked (laughs) balls.